0: Welcome, everyone, to Top's Daily Grind. We've graduated to a whole new level. Should we just sit here awkwardly?
1: Probably? Oh,
2: that, That's the worst idea.
0: <laughs> we, everybody
1: said, bring an expert, and we brought an expert. We, you
0: guys got a new intro? Or,
1: no, we're, we're not doing the podcast anymore.
2: Yeah, you all started out really strong, and then it developed really quick. I'm like, yeah, it's, yeah.
1: it's This is going to be the last time
0: you hear this. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah.
1: well.
0: All right, everybody, welcome to Top's Daily Grind. This is episode number 152. Right?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. 152. We're here with Helm Hunts and McMurray HandForged. What's her name? This like? is Clint oh, yeah. and Justin. Yeah. But nobody can see who I'm actually pointing to. So
3: Yeah. I'm I'm Justin. I'm Clint. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> In case you couldn't guess, Clint I would Helm, totally Justin McMurray.
1: McMurray. I'm Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Jesus <laughs> is behind the
2: camera. John is sitting on my lap.
1: Craig, can you go that way just a tiny <laughs> bit? Perfect. Okay.
2: Yes. I yes, I, I can. No, I'm good. I'm snuggle. Thank you, though.
1: Or John? John, can you come um, this a little bit this way? And and John can talk too. Hello.
2: Yeah. Great. John's way behind the scenes. Wonderful. Yeah. On this one.
1: Zoom out a little bit, and then t- move it this way. Okay.
0: Anyway. So welcome. Um it looks different on there. I guess the uh, the point of us hanging out today was actually to eat. Uh, Clint brought some duck meat, and we had some tacos, and the pans that we used to cook said duck meat were from Justin's forge, Yep. and uh, yeah, so we had a good time, and now we're going to do a podcast. When you guys you make the knives. This. Yes, and we use our knives, of yeah, course. like, forget, yeah. the, forget the knives, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it seemed like, you know what, I, that was, I, yeah, I guess I had just assumed people would Please. understand yeah. that, but... You know, Let probably. me just throw
2: this in there before we start crack burn the shit out of one of the pans. <laughs> Is the pan okay? The pan's fine. Okay. Thank yeah, you. These pans are like indestructible. It's right, so not yeah. going to hurt the pan. Right, yeah. It's going
4: to take a whole lot more than that. Yeah, so fuck you pan. guys. <laughs> 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 I showed up at the right time because you guys were like <laughs> already done and the food was
2: ready. Ready. I thought so you were like, sitting in your truck like just waiting for it to be done. I'm like buff.
4: peeking around the corner like, done yet? Okay. Had the window
2: down. Here. He was just smelling. <laughs> yeah, it smells done.
0: He's like, oh yeah, oh, I'm here now. I like, You've been sitting up there for 10 minutes.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Clint told me you guys were going to get started at like two something. And I was elbows deep in the shop. And uh, my wife came home from a doctor's appointment and uh, was like, You can go now because I had to stay home. My kids were taking a nap, so I wasn't really watching them per se. I was just on the premises while they were asleep, you know? And uh, uh, she comes in, scares the living daylights out of me. You're late. <laughs> oh, crap. And then it was uh, showing up just in time to eat some
2: tacos and stand around with my Yeah, we're right literally now. just a couple minutes done. We had
3: barely started eating. Yeah. I, had, I had just dished up my taco and taken one bite when I got your text saying perfect. you were here.
2: Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So, yeah. So, if you guys remember, Clint's been on with us before. and um, But, yeah, this is pretty cool to get this together. And I, I know we've been talking about it for a bit, and we finally made it happen.
3: See, this is one of the things that I I want to strive to do, is to bring companies that will mesh well together, bring them together. So where you guys make the knives, where I used your guys's knives to cut the breasts out of the out of the ducks when I got them, and then using your knives to, you know, process them, getting them ready for cooking, and then using his pans, where everything meshes so well. That's what I yeah, want well, to do. Craig
2: brought this idea up, you know, that. Um Justin, Justin, you know, made pan. I'm like, pan? Here, I don't like. And I, he's like, no, I think he's out of Shelley Rig, Roberts or something. Like yeah, it's Roberts. Yeah, yeah. Roberts. Yeah. So. But yeah, that was, I guess, not uh, different because you don't pan. You don't.
4: It's pretty you know, random. Know, yeah, I, I get that know. a lot uh, when I tell people. People ask me what I do. I mean, obviously, I'm wearing anvils, so it's pretty obvious I'm a blacksmith. But I get that a lot. Go, oh, you're blacksmith. What do you make? I make uh, cookware, and it's like.
2: What? <laughs> Everybody, you hear that, and you think knives.
4: Yeah, yeah, knives that's, or or um, horseshoes. That's the other
3: one. That's my first thought when I think blacksmith is. Horseshoes. Yeah, especially around here. Yeah, uh, well, me be,
2: being in the knife world, that's I think knives. You know, that's that's the first thing I you know I hear.
4: I I, I can make knives and I have made knives, but I I just the grinding is just. Ugh. I get cramped up, you know, standing in front of a
2: 2x72. I'm just like, oh, stand
4: up. I'm stretching my back. Oh, it's miserable. I don't want grinding. Like grinding.
2: Yeah, if you go in, like, like in my custom shop, everything of mine is high. Yeah. You know, and, and it's because that's Poor how that. like. Yeah. Yeah. So when, you know, you get somebody in that, you know, just doing their own thing, and they're like, shit, this is high. There's a reason. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I talk
4: smack about grinding as if I didn't spend most of the day today grinding, so... <laughs> I don't know what I really got out of, but <laughs> I'd, I'd probably grind uh, just about as much as I did when I was making knives. Of course, I was I was doing like... Is that how uh, you
2: started making, making knives or... No,
4: I, I started doing like decorative iron work. I started a long time ago just making, you know, how every little boy does when he starts carving. He makes pointed sticks. Like, that's what I started out. I was taking steel and making pokers and things like that when I was like eight nine in my parents backyard and uh and then um i started getting more involved in like decorative ironwork, so like interior design um things that appeal more to like a lot of times traditionally or at least in the knife making scene you got a product that appeals pr- predominantly to men sure there's some women that that will jump into it but when you're your primary product is like hunting knives and skinning knives, and that's that's a lot of men. Uh, I'm kind of I was kind of the opposite of that. I was doing a lot of like interior decorative stuff um, that appealed more to women
2: because they're the ones that're gonna make the call and they're gonna spend the money.
4: Yeah, it's I, I will say this. I I I honestly prefer having women as customers because women don't look at what you do and think. I could totally do that. And then judge what you do based on that. <laughs> you know. And the, and the price. And the price, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, I could do that myself. I don't, I'm not going to pay that much. I'm like, well, then do it. Go do ahead. Yeah, have fun. I'm not going to stop you. But women don't do that. Women see something that, that's pretty and they're like, all right, here's the money. And they just buy it. And and that's I love that. Because then the other thing that women do that I love uh, as far as having them as a customer is not only do they, they – they don't balk at the price – not that I'm terribly expensive, but they don't balk at the price. They don't balk at the process. They just see something that's pretty, and then when they're cooking with it, they're taking pictures of it too, you know? And so it's like what men do with knives when they're out hunting and things like that. They try to destroy
2: him. Well, you try to destroy them, yeah. But, you, know, they get the guy, you know,
4: he takes a buck, you know, and then he takes a picture with his buck, you know, and a lot of times, you know... He'll be scanning it, take a picture, and there's the knife in the picture. Women do that with their cookware a lot, like with their utensils and uh, spatulas and things like that. So, do
2: you make spa- you make utensils as well?
4: Yeah, yeah. So I do. I do like traditional barbecue tools. I do tongs. I do spatulas of all kinds of different. A lot so of my like stuff meat is meat hooks and stuff. Yeah, a lot of my spatulas are like single piece forgings, so the entire thing is one piece of steel from the plate all the way out to the handle. Um, but I do also uh, separate. Stainless steel plates as well that I'll rivet on. Um, It's just style. Depending, I
3: I haven't bought his his spatula or tongs yet. That's why we didn't use them today. But (laughs) we had a little knife, plastic forks. He
2: does.
3: He does make forks too.
4: Yeah, I make I make uh, uh, forks and spoons and like butter knives and things like that. Things that I don't have to deal with heat treatment. You know. (laughs)
0: Um, So do you have do you have customers that buy? Like, their whole kitchen is your stuff? Yes. They don't just buy, like, a couple of pots, but they're like, no, 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 I want I want the forks. I want the silverware set. Yep. Like, they want the whole nine.
4: Yeah, and that still, like, is mind-boggling to me, you know, that I got people that actively collect what I make, which is wild. Now, that's I get that more... I, obviously, I get people to do that with my vaquero line, which is my, like, economy line. Um, and I have several different size skillets, I have grill basket pans, I have griddles, I have um crepe pans, uh, all kinds of stuff like that. But then on the custom line stuff, um I have a lot more variety of like pan shapes and sizes, and the handles tend to be more decorative. You know, they're uh, decorative uh, traditional blacksmith style twists or ones that look like I have one that's really popular that looks like a, a pea pod um, that one is huge popular and I have people that okay. what's a,
0: hold on what's a pea pod what's, it's the thing that holds the peas before you take them out?
2: Los ejotes. Mm, I got to. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Chi- or chicharos, no?
2: Mm, chicharos is different. Oh, I guess you could call them that by ejotes. No, I know yeah. what peas are. Oh. I just yeah, didn't know the, what pea pod was. It's, it's the it's the yeah, It's a cask. little shell around it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, the, yeah and it's yeah. like, you know. The ejotes and peas. The
4: pea way I have so. them set up is just, you got... The little pod, and then you got three little peas that are visible on there. And then on the end of it, I draw that out into a curl, and that's your hanging handle or hanging portion. And I've got people that have collected every piece that I've made with that style handle because they have um, one that springs to mind is I have a lady that's in um, Australia that has like 20... 20 or 30, which is crazy because it's not cheap to ship to Australia.
0: No, no, it it is
4: horrifying to to ship to Australia, but she pays for the shipping, bless her heart. And, um, yeah, she's got like 20 or 30 pieces with the sweet pea handle. Um, and that runs a gamut from like skillets and griddles and, and, and spatulas of like five or six different lengths, you know, um, steak flippers, tongs, everything. And, uh, That's, yeah, I get that a lot. More on the custom side, or at least it's more noticeable, I guess, on the custom side that people are collecting. Because on on my Vaquero side, it's a little less noticeable just because it's the custom line stuff. Since it's more one-off, I have more of a, a deep connection to every piece that I make. Like if somebody holds up a custom line piece, I can be like, I made that two years ago. Just from looking at it, I can tell, like, you know, the way my skills have progressed or maybe I've changed processes. I can tell when I made something just by looking at it. With the Vacaro line, I can't do that. Like, I can't tell the difference usually uh, from afar between a Vacaro line I made last week and one that I made a year and a half ago. I don't, I can't really tell the difference because they're, it's so standardized, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But the custom line stuff is not, is not standard. Every single pan is different, every single one. the The tooling for the Vickerel line is pretty much only used for the Vaquero line. Uh, whereas my custom line stuff, it's hammer and anvil. Um, a lot of times done probably the hard way. I mean, all of it's the hard way. You're swinging
2: a hammer, but um, and it's custom too. So yeah, it's that's all individual
4: pieces. But yeah, people that collect it, that's that's still crazy to me. It's it's uh, it's still also crazy how many pans I've shipped and. The fact that now it's easier for me to tell you which countries i don't have cookware in than the <laughs> ones that I do, which I never thought it would get to that point how long how long you been doing this so I went full time making cookware uh twenty nineteen I think uh, I'd been doing it on the side for a number of years uh, and the cookware thing kind of caught me by surprise because i that wasn't initially the game right i like i i I'd always been doing you know beaten black and red metal as long as I can remember but I was always you know making this doing this like keychains and dumb stuff like that and then I started getting into decorative iron work and then that was more involved and that started kind of like developing my style I guess you could say because previously making keychains it's like you're you're not really making something that's super uh individual, you know, usually. But with the decorative stuff, I started developing my style. Um, But I started doing cookware in 2015 or 2016 um, and making money off of it because I had been doing... I I built a couple of skillets for family and, you know, me and things like that. Um, But I... Posted them on Etsy at the behest of my mom. My <laughs> mom was like, these are beautiful. You should post these on Etsy. Uh, okay. And Etsy's awful. I, if you're trying to sell something as a small artist, don't use Etsy. They're terrible. Um, but I started posting them, and people started buying them. And then uh, w- the thing that really sticks out in my mind is uh, Flavor God seasonings. Um he just secretly bought a bunch of my pans, and then my pans started showing up in his videos. And then it was crazy because he's got, like, millions of followers across all the different platforms.
2: And that's when it... John, write this down. Send him some fucking nice.
4: Like, seriously, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris Wallace at Flavor God, um, he's a cool guy because he's the epitome of, like, this, which is starting something small and building an empire by yourself. I mean, mine's an empire of dirt, but building something huge with literally nothing. The dude started in his garage, and now he's got millions of followers. He's got a, a, a plant um, in... Craig... Get closer. <laughs> Settle <laughs> down, <laughs> Beavis. No? Uh, that, he, that cable rubbed him I'm, my just, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm trying not to step on the cord. <laughs> he, uh, yeah. yeah, so he secretly just bought some of my stuff. I didn't Call realize who it th- was. Oh, <laughs> I didn't realize who he was. I would have just sent him the pants. Like, if I knew it was him, I'd have been like, dude, you don't have to buy this from me. You could have just called me and I would send it to you as like promotional stuff. But no, he was like straight up, you know, a stand up guy. He was like, no, I don't do that. I'm going to buy it from you. And uh, so he bought it. And like I said, it started showing up in his videos and then it, it just went crazy. And uh, so then we we went from me fooling around in my garage, you know, when uh, we were living in, I was living in Modesto, California and uh, I was working out of my garage as a part-time after my real job. My real job was I was a plant manager at a um, an energy company. And um, that was like, soul sucking awfulness. And so I was doing that full time and then I was also building pans in my garage. And then at a certain point, um, I started getting too big for the garage and my father in law had a barn on his property. Was like and barn makes it sound like dirt floor. No, it was like finished out. It was nice. beautiful. Yeah. And he was like, Why don't you just move in here? And I'm like, okay, so I did. I moved in there and I worked out of there for like uh, maybe six months before the county came and said, "No, you can't do this," um, and kicked me out. You of were there. where? Where was this? this Modesto, is Modesto California. California.
2: Yeah,
4: yeah. The county came in and was like, "You're making too much money out of this this place," and that was kind of also a. I didn't realize. I mean, you know, you do your declaration of grocery receipts, and I was doing that, and they came back and said, "You're making too much money out of this uh, because the zoning was wrong," and so. Jeez. Yeah, it was a mass zoning so, issue. Yep. Jeez. And so they kicked me out. And um, that was like, it was a mixed bag because it was awful because we didn't know what to do. You know, because I had all these orders and I was, I still technically had a full-time job then. Um, this was like um, the the side hustle was creeping up on the, the primary hustle and then when I moved into the barn, the primary hustle was making less money than the side hustle, and I didn't quite realize that um until they kicked me out of that barn.
1: They didn't give you like a time limit to get out?
4: Uh they did, but it was a uh it was the time limit was set from the first declaration of grocery receipts that I gave them when we moved into the barn. Oh. So it was like by the time they told me you need to GTFO,
2: it was already Yeah, I was always was like sure. I was
4: already like shoot, what do we do, you know? So then it was a scramble and uh we found an industrial park that was zoned heavy industry, which is what the county said that I was. <laughs> I'm not a- I'm, a, I'm like oh, a he- I'm heavy industry. Like, okay, you sure. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I didn't know that heavy that's...
0: like weight. Like these pans weigh a lot, or like he had a lot of steel in them. <laughs> uh,
4: yeah,
2: jeez. Oh,
4: yeah, it was it was ah, oh, that's so stupid. It was dumb, but you guys um, want to
0: move your operation over there, don't you? To California, of course. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah,
4: it was it was a, it was a treat. I tell you, and the other the other benefit of living in California, especially in that industrial park, was getting broke into like every other day. Oh, that was awesome. I really enjoyed that. <laughs>
2: Um, it's an adventure
4: yeah it was It was, uh, and, and not, being to, not being able
2: to not being able to do okay. anything about it
4: <laughs> was also great too now granted the police department they were pretty quick to try to get there and you know because my shop was just south of Modesto in a town called Ceres and um, Ceres police department um, they were quick man when my alarm started going off and they got the call it was like 10 minutes and they were there usually but a lot can happen in ten minutes.
2: Mm-hmm. Here in Yukon, we have the cops stationed here. <laughs> yeah, they just park here at night. They <laughs> park here at night. Yeah, <laughs> see, that's the way. That's the way to do it. I, I
4: pretty at a certain point, what I had to start doing was I had a um, an international flatbed truck that was uh, it was a it was a you know big ish, kind of like a, a medium heavyweight truck. You know, um, it was an International S-1600. It had been, so to give you an idea of size, it had been a dump truck in its previous life. And then the guy that bought it from the company that was using it as a dump truck, he took the dump bed off and put a flatbed on it. So I used that to go pick up steel. So I had to start parking that up against my roll-up door. And then my back dock doors. What
2: What were they stealing? The thing is, is
4: that there, you can't really steal something from a blacksmith shop exactly. because everything that's I exactly have I'm that. Like, is super heavy. Like no. my my primary anvil is without the stand. The stand weighs like five hundred pounds. The anvil weighs six hundred and sixty pounds. You're not just gonna <laughs> carry that, like you know. Let me just put this in my pocket. It's not. <laughs> You're a not gonna
2: grab some steel and you know run out with some steel, like
4: yeah. yeah, yeah. But the thing is, is that it was like I don't know that these guys really knew what they
2: were gonna get how many times you get broken into man we were there Fuck. for just just that <laughs> yeah, <money>. that, <laughs> that was so fucking oh, fun. we Fuck were there for that.
4: we were there for three years i think i think we were there for three years i gotta ask my wife but it was a couple times a week oh
0: jeez, it was
4: awful, it was awful. It was, and like they so they would steal um
2: Screws and hand, hand tools like, and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, like
4: Milwaukee. I had like gr- angle grinders, you know, battery-powered angle grinders. They'd steal those. They'd still, if I had like a drill. Like at the end of the night, I learned to um, take everything off of my benches and put them in the drawers so that they were out of sight, you know. And um, that didn't help. <laughs> they still.
3: They fill the drawers?
4: Yeah, it was it was awful. Just, um,
3: just wheel the whole box out.
4: I know, right? It like every time you open up for the day, you have to move in, and then when you oh, yeah. close Jeez. up for the night, you got to move back out. That was like what it was. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so we finally got out of there. When, did you, was,
2: when did you When did you get out of there?
4: Uh, it's been what three years now.
2: So you You left. Years. You yeah. left there. Came straight here. Came straight here. Why? Why like Robert's Idaho? <laughs> no, no, man. I don't mean it in a bad way, but, yeah, but why? people... No, 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 no. I was <laughs> like, did you not just listen to me get back <laughs> No, no, I did. But three years of that shit, you should have done a <laughs> lot. Oh, wrong man. To oh, the yeah. But, yeah. but yeah. I think a lot yeah. of it, people that know the area, Robert's Idaho is not one to big. You yeah. follow me? Yeah, yeah no, so I know. That, that's it. why I say that.
4: That's also why we moved here. Because, because nobody else is... It's
0: not like Because nobody wants to. Robert's is
1: the No, modest, but
2: Robert's is a little town. Yeah. that You would go Blackfoot? Pocatello, Idaho Falls. That's why we Boise. moved to Roberts. You follow me, well, or or Boise, but Boise, you're getting sort of in the city, bigger, you know. Maybe you Twin know? Falls, uh, Idaho Falls. You know, you're getting there, but but Roberts, Roberts is small. That's and don't get me wrong, I do a lot of rabbit hunting up there. We we do a lot of shooting up there. I like Roberts. That's why we moved. there. My sister lives up in Roberts. And okay. A lot of my family, not just my sister, but a lot of cousins and stuff, live, yeah. live in Roberts. Oh. Yeah, that was the
4: reason why we moved there because it was just it was just Leo's family's there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why
2: I probably know your neighbor. Yeah, well, so I was like a little podunk
4: town, and that's the thing is I grew up in a podunk town. Okay. I, I grew up in a town called Pleasant Grove, which is in Central Valley, California, and um, it's the same thing. It's like we had a sheriff's office, but it wasn't really a sheriff's office. It was like a little pit stop. It was a a building, Share
2: office, meeting room, um, library, library. <laughs> library. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah exactly. that's what we have here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. In Saint
0: Anthony, the city building is a uh, is also a library.
4: Yeah, our uh, we didn't. But did have, you know? Did you there's know there's a the gym upstairs Roberts before? No. So when we were looking, um we had several different places in mind. I had Oh, some, so you
2: guys were sort of scoping out areas? Yeah, and we like and we
4: scoped out Jerome, Burley, oh, okay. Twin Falls, Pocatello. Yeah,
2: fuck those places. Which okay. Pocatello is <laughs> no. trashy. That's yeah. a weird place. Trashy. Man. Don't say that, dude. They just bought a house over there. <laughs> Why'd well, you do that? Cause for my daughter for school. Yeah. Oh, okay. For school, Because <laughs> yeah. there's a school there, yeah.
4: Because it's like part of Pocatello feels like the
2: Truman Show.
3: And then
4: the yeah. other the other yeah. part of it, right?
0: Yeah. Like it it's not, weird. Not so great.
4: <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. It's it's weird. But um we tried Pocatello, then we checked out a couple of places uh outside of uh Idaho Falls, like in the Ammon area. We looked at a house in Shelley. But our I think our issue or at least my issue was I had like pretty specific parameters. Like I needed a shop. Sp-
2: yeah, so and I was gonna say Roberts. You know, there's a lot of big lots out there. Yeah. You know? And so we looked if you get it at the right time, you get nice ground out there. Yeah,
4: and we looked at um one place that we looked at uh in Roberts because we had two houses that we were looking at in Roberts. One of the place that we looked had a nicer shop and I was like
2: yes. this is it. Yeah.
4: Right? Like, the shop was finished <laughs> out. it was insulated, <laughs> right? And it had like it had four roll up doors and it had it was already wired for three phase, which was a dream. Yeah. But my wife didn't like the house, <clears throat> uh, <yeah. laughs> which I get it because it was one of those houses that was probably put up not long after Roberts was incorporated, right? <laughs> um, and then in the intervening decades was added on to. So it was just like morphodite maze, like a, what's that, the Winchester Mystery House? It's like that, I where they just about, keep yeah. building on to stuff, and so like one thing that makes me think of is to get to the master suite you have to walk through the kitchen into the like a living room and then there's this another weird little room and then the master suite
1: yeah i almost bought a house like that
2: that's weird
1: <laughs> so two <laughs> yeah, years that's pretty common I'm around here say two
2: two three years ago there was a house here in here local um and we were gonna buy it you know the house outside everything looks good but again it was added on I went straight to the back shop again. Four big doors. They're like twelve by 14s. Mm-hmm. and then it had a big, like a big loft on the top of that that shop. And I'm like, hell yeah, yeah, you know. And none like fuck that. You have to walk to two living rooms, into the bathroom, into the master yeah. bedroom.
4: Yeah, <laughs> so it's like I, I, I give my yeah. wife flack about saying no, but I also said no. I was like, the shop is cool, but I don't think it makes up for that. Yeah. And there, the the bedrooms were upstairs, but there was no bathroom up there. And so you yeah, had to walk weird. downstairs and then like down a hall to get to the bathroom if you were Climb upstairs. A wall. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was weird. And then yeah. there was a, an original root cellar underneath what is now the laundry room there. So you'd like open this hatch, and I'm like, yeah, there's like cryptids and shit down there, man.
1: <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, <laughs> so I
4: opened it up, and I'm like, no, we're just gonna close that. We're gonna fill this in with concrete, like
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. the catacombs of yeah, yeah,
4: Roberts.
0: My but, parents' house has one of those.
4: Yeah, we we have a yeah. we have a cellar down in our basement. Did you, but it's did you live there? When
0: your parents lived in that house. Is that where you grew up? That's where I grew up. Yeah. Did you ever yeah. play in that? Oh, all the time. My dad kept reloading supplies down there. Oh, that's what he did. So yes, we. I borrowed my fair share of gunpowder without asking for it. <laughs> we made a lot of does he listen to the podcast like no it. probably not no I doubt it I yeah if he, does, if, he does, you up after. if he does he's hiding it real well because he hasn't said a word to me
2: about it uh, so if you, yeah. fly, if you invite me to one of your gatherings I'll let him know all oh, about it please them. please don't uh, throw him under the bus the wording every time I, I run into the dad like either one of the like kids birthday party he'll always come and talk to me you know I'm always you know I don't cuss. I don't. Um, but one of these days, you want to hear a podcast? Day, <laughs> uh, <laughs> have you ever heard of Top Daily Grind? Right? Uh, <laughs>
0: no, no, I'm sure my parents listen to the intro and they're like, "Yeah, we're not doing yeah, this. Yeah, we're not interested. Yeah, wait till you hear your son, sir." <laughs> <laughs> is this what you <laughs> raised? Sorry, mom. Sorry, dad. <laughs> make
2: make some clips of this. Oh, holy <laughs> shit. So let's get into Send it
3: to How did time. you two meet, Clinton so, and Justin? How did you guys? So this is kind of funny. So. Um, as I've mentioned to you guys before, I used to work at Cow Ranch mm-hmm. and, uh, Justin came in like daily to buy ammo. And so I was like
4: ammo and like, uh, feed store type stuff. Like I was getting chicken food cause I have like 200 birds. So I was getting chicken food. I was getting. Don't say that. You
2: can have him at your
4: house. Can we, can we come over to your place?
2: <laughs> well, you're gonna have to. Fight. you cook those? <laughs> you're gonna have to fight my geese. That's the thing. Uh, no. Done. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> yes. We'll get content. Get, with get, that. Get, get some turkey. See John we fighting geese would be awesome. Hold it closer
2: when you talk there. Put it in your mouth. Closer.
1: Yeah, no. Sorry. Um thank you. Closer. We uh, I self-invited myself in I don't want to go anymore. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
3: But anyway, just used to come in buy ammo all the time and I was like the amount that you're buying, you should just work here and get the discount. Just come in
4: one day a week. One day a week. That's what I did. It just
3: then you get the discount on the ammo and and uh, your chicken feed and it'll it'll pay then for itself. Then you it, got so, fired from
2: Comer after telling them that?
3: No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no. Right. <laughs> I, I didn't get fired. I, I left, but um killed my forced, boss was really pissed off yeah, me voluntarily
1: <laughs> or forced? forced yeah, yes. It's one of those. We were about to yeah. say I, I left like
3: voluntarily that. because with our uh, um well since the last time I was on here, we've had a baby. Um and so what do that st- for? Oh, me? Congratulations. What did you do that? She was a surprise. But uh, <laughs> oh, it's never shit. a
4: surprise cuz you know what causes that, right? <laughs> the thing was we found
3: out 2 <laughs> yeah, days yeah, before yeah. my vasectomy. If you're surprised. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> but uh so I stay home with the kids. could pull out of kids. his own
2: driveway. Jeez. <laughs> you, you,
3: what was the last time you saw my Funny truck
2: move? I this whole being guy,
3: his wife, is sitting there right there. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like, hey, John, give her a oh, mic. Man. <laughs> yes. Shit, yes. Not... <laughs> but shit. Yes. He's, he's right, though. I couldn't pull out of my own driveway because my truck you? has been parked there for are, like eight months. What do you think months.
2: of this conversation? <laughs>
3: I should have gone and picked up the kids. <laughs> There's another mic
2: right there. He has sweet talk. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, It's <man. laughs> oh, his
1: fault. <laughs> or he's
4: going to get an earful <laughs> on the way home. You still, I can still drive you home <laughs> if you want me to. Oh, it's okay.
1: That usually
2: happens. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the first
1: time that he's, you know, mentioned some of the things that he says on here. I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> he said, what?
4: I know. She's been coming hunting with us, and I'm like, bro, this... Like, I gotta. Are, are, are you sure it's a good idea? Because, like. She lives with me. Well, yeah, there's that. I mean, there's that. I keep trying to get my wife to come, too, but she's like, wait, you, so let me get this straight. Oh, it's easy. Uh, you don't. You <laughs> have <to>. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. Oh, if <laughs> you
0: hadn't
1: said something, I was going to. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh,
1: shit. Oh, I got you. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry. You'll <laughs> have to use that one. <laughs> it only picks up one? No, it picks up both, but I turned up
3: the gain on that one. Not so, that one. Oh, uh, yeah. he's got two kids, though, but they're twins. So. Yeah, I got a boy and a girl. Oh, you pulled a, you pulled a Benny.
4: Yeah, one and done, though, man. Yeah, yeah you know, Benny,
3: Benny, One and
2: done. They're getting and ready to turn five. He has two five. twins. He has a boy and a girl. Yeah, that's what I have, too. Oh, really?
4: Yeah, and they're getting ready to turn five. Uh, uh, last day in December. Yeah, Benny's turn
2: are five. turning, what, 20? Yeah, how old's Benny? Yeah, 19 or 20. Benny, he's 41.
3: All right. He's fucking old.
2: I know. <laughs>
3: Super old. My oldest kid is six.
4: Easy. I'm not that far off from that. Just <laughs> I, got a,
2: I got a 21-year-old that works with the theater. Well, I was going to say, I was like, you said
4: 41, and he's old. I'm like, well, hold on now, because I'm, I'm getting pretty close to that. I'm,
2: I'm also just, 41.
0: Yeah, that's why I said
2: that. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: Leo's going to be 41 in a few days, like,
2: Two or three no. weeks. The yeah. 29th? Yeah, like that's three the weeks. Far? They
1: don't put the, the okay, it's like can four weeks. Uh, where they going send the money? Venmo.
2: They can send them. <laughs> <laughs> for yeah. birthday. There you go. Those.
4: Put up a GoFundMe for a birthday party. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one idea. We'll send them
4: to me for my birthday <laughs> too. <laughs> yeah, I had to quit working at Cal Ranch because I. The reason I started working there. No, so is there. that how you
2: met Cal Rents. Yeah. Oh.
4: Yeah, I was buying ammo from him, like he said, almost every other day. Because when I would go into town to drop off packages to ship them or to get farm supplies, I would just, you know, I'm was going, i going there anyways. i walk over to the gun counter. And, uh, yeah, he was like, why don't you just work here? And I was like, because at the time, since I had just moved into that property, Rocky Mountain Power told me that they'd have a, a three-phase pole dropped like two weeks after I put the order in. It took them almost a year. Oh, shit. And so I went went without power for a long time. That, and I was going back and forth to California, still getting a lot of my tools and equipment. See, I had a moving company bring a lot of my crates here, um, which was a mistake because they lost a lot of them. So I've had to, like, rebuild a lot of my tooling, and I still am finding stuff that I go, Oh, I have that. Oh, that's right. I don't have that anymore because stuff went missing. And, um... So I had to so steal his drink. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's feeling for me. fun. <laughs> and uh, so yeah. I, I got to rebuild a bunch of tools. But because of that, I, uh, I was not running for a long time. Which also, like, I had man, I got the best customers in the world though, because so many of my customers were just like they knew what was going on, and um, they were like, "Don't worry about it. When you get it done, you get it get done." It done yeah. And I was like, I, I I could not, I cannot express how thankful I am to those people. I had some people that they couldn't wait. And I get that. I mean, you know, you got money out in the void. You, you want it back. I get that. Um, but I still had a lot of people that um, they they were willing to hang with me. And I, I seriously appreciate them for that. But in that interim period, uh, since a lot of my stuff wasn't working like, my big press, my power hammer wasn't running. Um, I was doing whatever I could do old school. Um, and, I mean, everything I do is old school. I'm a blacksmith. But, uh, you know, doing it the hard way, uh, which meant that I was able to take at least, you know, Saturday. And so I worked there Saturdays for a while.
2: So right now, you, before you keep going, you say old school, and, and I, I understand it. I wonder what, like, new generation blacksmith. Like, how they improved what they do?
4: Well, closed die forging would be, I would say, new generation. How how that So, open die forging would be like hammer and anvil or just two, you know, a power hammer. You got an anvil and a hammer just going bang, bang. And you are shaping the steel between those, whereas closed die forging, you have a die set that is basically a negative image of what you're trying to make. And so... You can do a little, maybe a little pre-forging. So bend it so it's real close to that shape. Get it wicked hot, and then put it in between those dies, just and have it. bang! And it's then there's of. the part. They do that a lot with like that's pretty cool engine crankshaft. So if you get a, a an engine crank or a camshaft that's forged, well, that's what they're doing. They they'll do a primary forging that they run a chunk of steel in between a, a set of power hammer dies, and just boom! And it's pretty well done. And then it comes out of there. And then goes over to another set of dies that will actually trim it. Because when you you move the material that way, you get some flash. flash, Yeah, so you have the edging. Well, this next operation will trim that off. And now you've got a flat crankshaft. And then they'll take that and set it into another machine that will then bend the crankshaft such that all of the journals are in the right orientation so that as it spins, you know, and then they'll machine it. Um,
1: So it's like a more efficient... Like a more efficient way of blacksmithing, I guess. Yeah. That's to me I would take like cheating.
2: <laughs> huh? I mean, yeah,
1: I think he it, it gets that a lot.
3: Uh,
4: yeah,
1: I, I, I get that a lot. See, my problem
4: is I screwed up and I, I called my business McMurray Hand Forge. So you do you do some of that? I do some of that, um, yeah. And the thing is, is that it's like... Cheater! The, I was just going yeah, to say the I I I saw thing. Yeah. Uh, the Power <laughs> Hammer thing, I, that one gets me so much flack, because uh, I used to post myself working at the Power Hammer, because, you know, it's entertaining <clears> and <throat> it gets people to engage on social media, and um, I would get trolls that would be like, you're not hand forging that that's a that's a power hammer. I'm like how long do you think we've had power hammers? Yeah. They had power hammers run by water like pre-Roman times. There are uh water hammers, I think they're in Switzerland that are like 1500 years old and are still operating. Like That's we, really we, insane. That we have evidence of power hammers dating back to um like the very beginnings of the iron age like since we've been beating hot metal we've been looking for ways to do it without having to kill ourselves to do it
3: why can't we build machines like that anymore
2: seriously man there's a a buddy of ours he just acquired a bunch of equipment old equipment and um there's some of these hammers that they have there some of these uh, their presses I don't know how much he was telling me they weighed, but tons. Yeah, I have a and um, tons. Of, I have yeah. a four
4: post hydraulic press that weighs about eighteen thousand pounds. Um, and the it, height
2: of them were like fifteen feet.
4: Yeah, that's what mine is too. Mine's oh, about fourteen, fifteen feet because the hydraulic assembly is up on top of it. So the motor, has got about a two hundred gallon tank of hydraulic fluid up there, which sucks <laughs> trying to change Holy that fluid because <laughs> it's you're on a ladder, running a pump, <sighs> trying to fill the thing up. Um, and that, what's cool about that press is that it, it was made in America.
2: Made so you, you could forge blades out of, out, of, out of your shop?
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have everything to do it.
2: So, do you guys hear that? That's our next video. We're going to go forge some blades. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. With Justin. Teach us. Out. I've never <laughs> done one. You don't even need to teach me how you know. to forge a
0: blade. Just yeah, teach me how to forge anything. Yeah. Uh, uh, That'd be yeah. cool. You, That'd be I'll, down.
4: I'll help you with that, but you're going to have to grind it because I, no, 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 no. Like I, I like grinding. It's crazy. Leo, I, grind. I don't even have a 2x72 anymore, what? I sold it. Fuck! I'll take mine out of my shop.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it there. We'll like, I have
4: a I have a, a six by forty eight. It's a wide belt. Mm,
0: yep. Um, mm-hmm.
4: I have that, and I use that for like general deburring. I don't do a lot of. I mean, I say that I do a lot of grinding. I do a lot of angle grinding stuff because I do have a lot of contours and things like that. But I I, I try to forge things as close as I possibly can. So the that shape. Yeah, so that mm-hmm. I can just deburr, clean basically. Much, yeah, yeah, just clean it up.
0: Have you have you considered getting like a big ass tumbler to, to, I have one. to do that instead of, of grinding?
4: I have a vibratory tumbler, uh mass finishing. It's a an mm-hmm. old um an old old machine. And it works pretty good. Um but it's hard to get a media that will remove enough material fast enough for mm. it to be worthwhile. Okay. Like I have really like the most aggressive ceramic media that you can get, and it's still you're running that thing literally for a week straight.
0: Oh, okay. To get sufficient. So burn. it's not even like you can throw a bunch of pans in at night and in the morning you're ready to go. No. It's, it's, that's and the other thing too enough.
4: is working around that thing is miserable.
0: Yeah, that's that why I say like that's if you're punishing. running it at night while you're not there, maybe.
4: Yeah. And well, The other thing, too, is my shop is not insulated. Mm. So, if you got any type of like.
2: Uh, so, this video is going to happen next summer? <laughs> <laughs>
3: hey, yeah. <laughs> Give us until like April. Actually, I, I just got. You just bought a new heater.
2: I just nice. bought a huge. Okay, February.
4: Okay, <laughs> okay. I just bought a, a huge. March <laughs> coal burning furnace. From the, like the 1930s, it came out of a high school gymnasium in Napa. Oh, nice. And uh, I'm still getting it tuned, dialed in, but it's pretty rad because I can just fill the hopper, turn it on, light a fire, and it will burn all day.
1: Did you say coal? Yeah. Dang it, now we're not going to get pushed on YouTube.
4: What's wrong with coal? It's
1: not clean energy. So it can use pellets, so YouTube won't push us. <laughs>
2: yeah,
4: it, it'll it'll burn it'll burn it'll burn pellets. YouTube
0: doesn't like words like coal. Yeah,
1: they don't like coal. Uh, uh, there's or, another c word that's also yeah, fires. They don't of, like that one either. There's A bunch of c words. Uh, that happened is in twenty twenty. Com- oh, no. yeah. <laughs> that one. Yep. <laughs>
4: yeah. Uh, I'm all too familiar with that. Yeah. I I made a comment on a post in a buy sell trade group here, and immediately after I made that post. Um my reach on all meta platforms just went.
0: Oh jeez, it's crazy.
4: Yeah, it's 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 tough out there. You know. But yeah, if you wanna come in the winter, just put a jacket on, man. Not that bad. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm, uh, sure, I'm sure you got a, 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 a top a jacket
2: you can wear.
4: <laughs> and, and plus, I you're going to be videoing
2: this shit, though. Uh, yeah, you're going to be there, John.
4: <laughs> all we <laughs> got to do is because is, I got several forges. I've got my solid fuel forge. I'll say solid fuel, right? And so, there, there you go. go. Yes. yes my, I have nice. my solid fuel forges. Wow. Um, that, and that'll keep you pretty warm. But then I also have a, a forced induction uh, forge that is propane. And that thing sucks to work around. Because it is just puking heat into the air around you. Um, It has, you can close it all up, but the problem is, is it's a, it's got two burner. It's a, it's a cylindrical chamber. It's got two burners coming in on the top and two burners coming on the bottom. And then there's like a bridge in the middle that you put your stuff on. And so the heat is indirect and it's going around it like this. So it's a real even indirect heat. But you open that door and that air blast, it's just like like it just cooks your facial hair back. The reason my beard is as long as it is is because I've been burning coal more than I've been running. Solid that fuel? you been burning coal yeah, too? Yeah, excuse me. So, You've been doing that,
0: this your whole life? Some of that really <laughs> clean <laughs> solid fuel?
4: Yeah, solid fuel. Clean burning solid fuel. Um, but uh yeah, so you won't I mean as long as we're working in the hot work area, hey, you can be sweating. Yeah. Rest of the shop sucks, just don't, you know. Don't get sweaty and then walk over into the rest of the show because <laughs> yeah.
1: so then you get hypothermia. Naughty kids power his furnace. <laughs> That's a Santa Claus joke. Yeah, that was that well done. That was well done. Get it? Yeah, I'm sorry. I think
3: everybody got it. I think just. I, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was actually going to bring you guys. I have a spare Christmas tree. I was going to bring it for your ambiance oh, here. Yeah. Yeah, I should have thought about that.
0: Where are you at, John? Where's the
3: Christmas tree, bud?
0: Come on, man.
1: Dude, we can't see you. There's a mic. You have it in your hand. <laughs> He's pointing back at the corner. <sighs> oh, oh,
3: What's man. up, guys? I don't have to. So you don't need to say anything. Um, <laughs> we wouldn't be able to see
1: it either way. That's so when
0: you time. say that you do like that, you were doing decorative work, was it like wall type art? Was it like, like... Tables, what like fences or yeah, uh, what, railing. What the, like,
2: I, I what do you mean? What do you mean by that? Mostly yeah.
4: like interior design stuff. So I occasionally would do like railing type things, but that wasn't really my bread and butter. A lot of it was like what you're saying, like wall art type things or um, decorative, like decor kind of things. So like, like a bicycle. Like a a bo- no, not that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like the one you have on your wall. Uh, it's like one of those. Uh, white, yeah, that one's gone now. Oh, but you, yeah, you got I rid know. of it? No, Dini did.
1: Oh. That was a cool bike. I like, like that. I, I like that. Like what about F&L. those tables that have like chains? Have you
2: seen them? The, there's like only chains holding the corners. Oh, yeah. Like, no, head. that's just that's fucking welding. Like, that's just
4: welding. No, see, I did more like. Um... Fair enough. He was <laughs> a good
1: example because we're lost. <laughs> no, yeah, explain interior to decorating so For instance, I
4: made a coffee table that was. all He tables. Oh, is table a YouTube appropriate word? Yes, sir. <laughs> I just say that yes. I yeah. made a, a table that was all uh, forged tenon and key joinery, so no welds. So, like you know, a woodworker would take the end of a board and cut it into mm-hmm. a perfect rectangle, and then cut and the, like, and then put them yeah, together cut it like you a know. groove and tongue. Exactly, tactile. yeah, mm-hmm. like that,
2: but with the carpenter.
4: Yeah, with iron. Yeah, he made that, having it stick out farther on the other side with a lower. slot, so you can put a key in it. That you can drive a wedge, so that you could potentially take the thing back apart. But it's mainly for the look. You know, mm-hmm. it, just, it looks neat. Okay. Um, I made a lot of that. I made, um, uh, I made a, a a bench for a rich white lady that had. It was all like which he loves.
1: Bread <laughs> and butter. Rich no? white ladies are the best. She. Uh, Did I say that? I I, it, she
4: was. It, yeah. it was. Sorry. It was cool because she. She. You know. She was willing to pay. Um, but it was one of those clients where I had a lot of revisions with her and that Mm. was, I mean, like I said, she was really nice, really sweet. I really enjoyed working for her, Uh, but she had a vision like, this is exactly what I want. I want it to look and feel. And for her, the feel was almost too rough. Well, I don't (laughs) know, like the aura, I don't know how to explain it, but it was one of those things where she was like, she would like be in the room with something and be like, I just, it doesn't feel right. I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> 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 I, don't, I don't know what that means. Right? Oh, I do. Should you sand it? it? Uh, yeah. You want to sand it? <laughs> and it's just like in the room with it. I mean, I, I kind of get that. We from, have uh, that too.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: don't yours, feel right. Yorin Else doesn't feel right. This this right here. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but that one was, and it was. Uh, it's been a while, Judd. That bench was, instead of like. Um, and key joinery, it was giant rivet heads. So it was, I would take like, for instance, the main front crossbar on this bench was forged out of a piece of um, two inch by three inch solid bar that was then narrowed and it came to a peak in the middle and then narrowed out and then came out again to wider than full size. I forget the dimension on the end. But I, I drew that out into a really like chunky, real chunky front fascia on this thing. And then same thing, a tenon on the end of it that I forged in and then that passed through uh, a mortise in the side piece of that and then I riveted that over. So basically just peened it hot. So it was just this big square chunky rivet head basically. and It was all one piece front fascia and all the side pieces were that, all the back, everything. Was all I tried to make every rivet head as chunky as I could possibly make it. Um, that bench ended up weighing like 1800 I was gonna pounds. say, when, when, Holy yeah. shit! Yeah. When,
1: when she said, I'm, I'm not feeling it, like, what'd you like do? It doesn't did feel you say, right. What did, did you do something about it? Did you make a change? Well, did you luckily, shrug your shoulders so and say, oh, I'm sorry, man?
4: Her first revision was pretty straightforward, and it was one of those things where, like, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Then the second revision was she didn't like the finish on it. Um, one of the finishes that I do a lot is a I'll blacken the steel and then I'll come back over <laughs> it with a um, brass brush while it's hot, yeah. and that'll like it's like dry brushing that'll pick up the the high points and so then those darkened low points sink even darker, and so the light dances. Off. I think it looks cool. Uh, well, she didn't like that. And I tried not to take it personally, but <laughs> I had to. <laughs> and you're,
0: you're like, bitch! You don't even know what you want.
4: <laughs> I, I, had I to, didn't I, take it personal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, had to, I, I had already sealed it,
0: right? it was already, it had already been
4: sealed. So I had to cook all the. I had to cook all that finish back off. Which, I mean, it's just you know a couple hours with an oxyacetylene torch. Probably not a couple hours. That's an exaggeration. Maybe an hour. And then she just wanted it to be black. Just. Dead black. And so that's what I did. I just blackened it and then... Yeah, so it, well, I mean, I made the made her revisions sound like they were a big deal. They weren't a big deal. I was a little perturbed at the point, but looking back, it's not as bad as I remember. So you podcast. <laughs> yeah, if
0: you're listening know, to this, yeah, if you're know, listening to this, I didn't actually call you a bitch. That's just like a. No, that was great. It's just a thing yeah. That, that was me.
4: You're a good customer, and I appreciate you. Please come back.
0: But don't ever order anything again. Yeah,
4: although shipping, because that was that was in uh, a you previous place. Get. How much
1: shipping? Seven billion dollars. I can't I'm sorry you no, had no. to ship
4: that no no oh, on I was board. saying if she was to order it now she'd have to because she lived in El Dorado Hills California oh jeez which was a I,
3: I know that a, feeling though hoity toity place that would, it would have been cheaper just to come and pick it up Yeah, oh absolutely
4: yeah it would have been cheaper for me to truck it out there of course the thing is is that now there's other smiths in California that she can go to so yeah and, oh. and
2: uh, heavy industrial places I know right oh, <laughs> yeah, as long as they're
4: zoned right Yeah. So that are careful dangerous with that zoning flip.
1: So, that carry, are getting fucking carry robbed every definitely day. Definitely carry with you when you go visit these places. No,
0: don't. Don't carry. Yeah, carry. No. California, <laughs> unless you have it. You'll permit. get screwed.
1: Yeah, yeah. but you're going to get more
2: screwed by the guys that are going to rob you. So
0: That's a good point. You good know, luck hmm. getting a permit. I you t- t- yeah,
2: right. You just well, we're about to come, a uh, of police officer here, and you come. So Just pack
1: one of those.
2: Has is little, it going
1: to pop in his hand?
2: We, we know oh, that's one of those. We know the guy that makes those fake sharpies. There's. Several people making these things now.
0: Well, we know a guy. Dude. Yeah,
2: girl.
3: Oh, this one comes from a uh, magazine company out of Idaho Falls. Oh, shit. oh
2: okay. The Post Register. <laughs> no,
3: wrong. That's, that's a, that's a, a news First of all, it's Idaho Falls
2: <laughs> magazine. No.
3: Wrong kind of magazine, <laughs> but the Post Register. Lord. See, the cool thing is, it's all plastic, so it goes through a metal detector. Just Dude, they're gonna kick in ap- your
0: front door. Apparently, weapons. carbon fiber won't. Really? If you have a dense too, enough, too if dense, you have a yep. thick enough piece of it, it'll. It'll.
2: Metal detectors. G ten, G ten,
0: G ten. G ten supposedly won't? But
2: I don't know. You want to uh, try it? We should. I'll make you a knife. Let's do it.
3: So I have um, taken that through a metal detector.
2: Yeah, this, this, this,
3: and this wouldn't. Nah. But G ten, I don't know.
0: I think it's. I think G ten is supposed to be fine, but carbon fiber is supposed to be the one that. That'll get picked Does up. Does
2: it hurt? <laughs> I'm not going to try it. <laughs> well, then why did you ask? You would have said yes. Yeah. yeah. Can I see it? Yeah. Thank you. If you give it to John, he's going to ask you. If no, I'm not going to give it to John. So, are you making like Jeez. P- uh, pots and pans every day? or Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I he fucking he said he does it for a living <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> so, so To make <laughs> it
4: sound really boring
2: Jeez <laughs> he's, he's like Is this really <laughs> what
0: you've chosen <laughs> To do with your <laughs> life
2: Why, Why? <laughs> 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 I didn't come here thinking I'd be so How long to look
4: deep <laughs> within myself Now <laughs> <down> here <laughs> He's gonna leap from here Fucking <laughs> closing <laughs> and fuck
2: how long, how long does it <laughs> take you to make one Time to change jobs I guess We do everything by like
1: Hold on. Pieces. Go ahead. Do, parts, ask your question. Parts and pieces. Ask your question again. So how do you... No. How long? How, how, long? Long, how long does it take you to start a project from start to finish? So
4: that de- oh, that geez. depends on the product line. Uh, the Vaccaro line, which is my economy line, oh. I tend to make those parts in batches.
2: Do you do those? Do you run those more? That that line? Yes. Yeah. That That line... I would... And the reason I'm saying I would figure you would, like... Me personally, what I like doing is is testing the water, yeah, and see how that works, and then you're like, "Holy shit, that's pretty badass!" I wonder what his custom one would do. That's that's what so I do. I started out. I started
4: that. out doing custom line stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I did the Vicero line right at the height, or well, right at the beginning of the COVID oh. debacle.
2: <laughs> Here you go that, that's the word, word you can't say on YouTube. That's I'm right. This so was given up on that one. That's no, so. fine.
4: Can you bleep it and post?
3: Um, he can yes I can <laughs> bleep this
4: I'm <Yes>. <laughs> hard bleeping that but none of the rest of the words uh,
3: yeah. 152 um, is not right. even going to make it to YouTube it's just going to be 153 Right.
4: Uh, no I, I started that right at the beginning of that and that line and it was just one pan to begin with that line saved my business like the, the Vaquero pan when I started it we were we were hurting because everybody was afraid right nobody wanted to spend money everybody was home people were looking but they were scared and we were hurting like at the time I had employees um and I remember my dad and I because I hired my dad um my dad and I were sitting in the the conference room at the old shop back when I had an office and um we were sitting down like making hard decisions, you know, what's um, next pretty much. Uh-huh. And uh he and I kind of just put our heads together like what what can we do to survive this? And um I cuz my dad my dad is like a he's an old machinist. He's an old tool like spiritualist like he can wave his hands over old machines and figure out what's wrong with them. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um And he's also a a, kind of a a savant, you know. I'm an idiot savant, and he's just a savant. And uh, he was like, why don't we engineer the living daylights out of one pan and try to go toes with some of these big name companies that are coming from overseas, Um, like French companies that are making pans at scale. Now, granted, I can't. I I don't have the same um, overhead as they do, Um, but I also don't have, you know, as deep of pockets as they do by far. And so it was a a hard, like, it, it was a lot of thought put into it because it had to be engineered enough that it was very standardized so that it was easy to make, manufacturability. And then we actually injected a lot of Toyota principles into it with 5S, Um, things like that in order to uh, and I learned all this in manufacturing because I was a plant manager and uh, I took all of my manufacturing expertise and then my dad took all of his old machine knowledge and his uh, skills at jig making Uh, that was one thing that my dad was like he could see something and immediately cook up a jig in his head to make making that Simple and fast and repeatable, and oh, uh, did your dad
2: want to come to talk? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
4: and so that's what we did, and uh, he and I, you know, with our meshed expertise, and then working with the guys on the floor. Um, at the time, also my sister was working for me, and my sister has like no filter. So if something's not working, she'll she'll it. stop doing it, march in the office, and cuss me out for it not work. You know, like you did this wrong. And, um, because we did that, we then started making them, and we had, we were lucky because we already had the customer base um But when you're making custom line pans and you have people that are collecting them, pretty soon they run out of pieces to collect and so then you have to start looking for new customers and when you're looking for new customers with a product that is not very impulse buyable, you know it's hard to get into new customers and so the The Caroline is nice because almost every single pan of the line is under a hundred dollars and that's retail under a hundred dollars. And, um, I have not increased that price since its inception. Um, so all of the increases in steel, which oh, steel yeah. is awful. I've been eating that price. And, um, right now I'm able to, because I, again, it's just me, you know, and that's the other thing too, is because we gronked that process so much, to make it to where anybody just about uh, with some training and some eye for material movement and some eye for symmetry could more or less walk up to the machine. And after a few You're not cycles, <laughs> after a few cycles, get it and start making passing product. Um, because I did that, that meant that when I moved here and it was just me, I was able to still produce at, a reasonable volume for being just one man working in a freezer so, in the middle of
2: going back to the John's January. question. A month, how many pot and pan do you think you're pushing out? Uh,
4: man, that's a that's a hard. I can tell you how much I paid for shipping last month. I paid twenty two hundred dollars for shipping last month. Um, and each each pan depending on where it's going, can cost anywhere from like $8 to ship up to like $20 to ship within the continental U.S. And so um, that kind of gives you an idea as to how many I shipped. But then I had some overrun because I shipped people that were buying onesie, twosies, but then I get people that are buying a whole set. And since I make them in batches, it's like, okay, i got to make all the 11-inch skillets. And then those sit on the rack until I finish up their roasters. And then those go in that order. Then I finish up their 8-inch skillets. Those go in that order, you know. And so then when that happens, then those go out too. So uh, custom line, I'm lucky if I make three or four pans a month. Um, Sometimes more if I'm hopping. And if the Vaccaro line has not got me running ragged. With the Vaccaro line, my biggest day was... About 130 pans. Holy
2: shit. I I, I was thinking... Mm. That's enough. Now, that's...
4: i got to quantify that. That's not seasoned ready to ship. That's 130 pans forged out, assembled, hot riveted together, um, and set over by my my blasting area to get the surface prep done to go to seasoning. Um, So... Seasoning. Still, still at the you're gonna add more for the seasoning, but that's just the Vcarell line. And um, I've been running, trying to get caught up with orders, because being down for so long, <coughs> being down for so long, um, I got super behind, you know.
1: It so like, if, if I were to boring. go, if I were to go buy one, like say right now, how long before I would get it?
4: You're probably a month and a half to two months out. Okay.
1: So yeah. it's not like
2: not terrible. That's not that terrible. Bad. No. How about custom?
4: Custom line. You're probably seven, eight months out. Maybe. Oh, bam. Okay. Probably yeah. more than that, actually. Wow. <clears throat> um. Yeah, it, it depends. Yeah, it, it, it depends.
0: Especially, it also depends on what you order. Yeah. Do you find? Um, do you find that you have a lot of? I, it's, it's a funny situation because it seems like a lot of people nowadays, a lot of like your, your, I don't know, like, I don't know how to say this without it sounding super political, but it seems like a lot of people that are kind of like hippie side of things, maybe liberal side of things, they're looking for, for clean pans. They're looking for stuff without a coating. They're looking for stuff that's not, that's not necessarily like almost anything you buy with a Teflon coating, the, the. Even if it's not a Teflon coating, whatever coating it is, it's not good for you. Yeah. Right? It, you and need so, to watch
4: the film Dark Waters okay. with Mark Ruffalo. That talks about how DuPont basically was poisoning Americans for pay. Uh, Teflon will give you Alzheimer's. It will give you Alzheimer's. That stuff is terrible for the end user, and it's also terrible for every aspect of its uh, For the people that make
0: it, the people that spray it, the, the people, people that are
4: mm-hmm. around the factory, mm-hmm. they're getting cancers. It's terrible, terrible stuff.
0: Yeah. And but so, do I you, do you I find yourself like? I mean, it's just funny because you're you're, you. you're buying ammo like on the daily, and then you're selling pans to like liberal white ladies.
3: <laughs> well, I,
0: those two things don't necessarily jive. You got to well, go where the money is. But see, is that's, though, right? that's where that's where the thing is. Like <clears throat> the, the crossover on this is funny to me. It, yeah. That's that's what it is. It's funny. But it's so, interesting. But the thing
1: is, most people. They don't give a shit.
0: Yeah. Well, it's yeah. interesting. Most you say people that give, get along really well. That's true.
1: That, that's also true. Yeah. It's just it's just the media does it. In the it's, bec- the yeah. Yeah. it's the extremes. Yeah. yeah.
4: That, that's exactly it. Because I think everybody, especially these days, especially these days in the last year, I think everybody is starting to see the the hand we've been dealt as a nation. I think everybody's starting to see like what they have been they quote unquote I tinfoil hats what they have been doing to us. Like we've been sold a bill of goods and people are starting to see that. And so in the beginning, yeah, I think I think a lot of my pans it was it was guys that were in the deep backcountry. Like for instance I got one guy that's a he's a um a mule packer.
0: He White had big? What's that? The white man. White Ben. Oh, he does no. All he that. does alpacas.
4: Oh no, yeah. this guy. He's in. He's in. He goes oh, out white for like. He'll be gone a month. He'll have like twelve mules on a train that he's got behind him. He's riding a horse. Oh shit! And he will just ride out into the backcountry, wherever Montana. He's come out here in Idaho at times. He's been Wyoming. I mean, everywhere the Dakotas, and he. So he's a specific type he's a hunter, he's an outdoorsman obviously. Um the dude like drop him in the wilderness with nothing and he can survive. He's that kind of guy. Um and so I had that was a like a bread and butter customer and then the other side of it was the more crunchy people, you know, crunchy moms that are very concerned about
0: what, what what's getting put into their kids bodies exactly, and things like that.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and then the artistic side of it too. They like that, you know, it's it's they're, you know, uh, decorating the nest. For me, I like, like
2: the, the rugged look. Yeah, that that's what draws me.
4: Yeah, and it's interesting about. because the the outdoorsman he likes the rugged look, the the crunchy almond mom or you know she also likes the rugged look. So yeah, it's interesting does. that that happened. But now, <laughs>
2: <laughs> sorry, but
4: now it's getting to the point where. It, I, and I see those two extremes are starting to close in on one another. You know, you're getting people in the middle that maybe just didn't care. They're going to Walmart and buy a, a $10 pan. But then again,
2: you they know. never trade it.
4: Yeah, but they are starting like, to.
2: Yeah, they exactly. You know. um,
4: I've had more new customers in the last two years than I had cumulatively in the last probably 10. Yeah. You know, um, and again, I, I, maybe not 100% because of that, because the Vaccaro line is also responsible for that, because it's
0: because the pr- the price point is yeah. reachable, yeah.
4: It's yeah. it's people will do more of an impulse buy if it's under a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not hemming and hawing quite so much. So a whole when
2: set, uh, Vaquero line, let's say a whole <coughs> set. How many pieces is that?
4: So for the Vaquero line, you have an eleven and a half inch skillet with a lid. You have an
2: eight inch skillet, which I'm is that getting, what
3: we're using today? Yeah. So that's what we cooked the duck in. Was the, 11, was the 11 And then the the tortillas were fried in the eight inch.
2: That's the one that Craig burned? The, yeah. the that
3: Craig burned it's no.
0: perfectly fine. The guy that makes them said so I don't, himself. Fuck you I don't, guys. I don't, it don't look like
1: it. But <laughs> no, don't, it don't I
3: lose, will say, it the, lose, uh, whoever is watching so this, fine.
4: the 8-inch pan is not more likely to burn your house down than the 11-inch pan.
3: No. <laughs> okay, but if you're
0: cooking... i I'm, I'm sorry. I did not turn the... I didn't turn the fucking burner off. I think <laughs> did you know, the tortillas and the, and the grease caught on fire, okay? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I apologized. No, oh, so
4: you, yeah, you were using a two-piece set with a lid for the the eleven and a half. Um, so <laughs> eleven and a half, eight lid for the eleven and a half. There's getting ready to be a lid for the eight. I've got uh, uh the Lone Rider, which is a single burner griddle, and then I have the Buckaroo, which is a double burner griddle. It's That's the, the same. one I was asking you the yeah. Uh, and then I have um, I have uh, a round crepe pan that hasn't been on the rotation for a while because I'm trying to catch up with everything else. Um, I have uh, also that round crepe pan. I have one with bale handles that you can use as a, like a pizza pan. I get a lot of people that use it. It's just, it's flat and it's just got a little kick on the edges just to, you know, so the just dough the doesn't, in. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't roll off the edge. Um, I've also got uh, baking steels that are, uh, there's the full-size pallet, which is, almost the same size as the two burner griddle, the, the buckaroo, but it's, um, three, or er, three, three sixteenths plate. I can't remember uh, three sixteenths plate steel, which is a good mix. Uh, it's like a lightweight baking steel. So it's a good mix of holding heat for like crispy sourdough bread, but not so stinking heavy that you're going to throw your back out trying to get it out of the oven. I get a lot of people that so is buy those that like those. a
0: bread is that like a bread pan like a 9 inch kind It's just a
4: flat piece oh, a flat of steel piece. Oh, okay. that I will actually bevel the edge with the hammer so that it it actually adds structural rigidity so it won't clunk and
2: oh, it yeah. twist on you. Yeah, and that's it's what cool. I was we were talking about too that a lot of these that you that you buy at a store you start putting them, in use them and use them a few times. Start, they just, yeah, start just start twisting and, and yeah, they suck.
4: Yeah, so a lot of those pans that warp like that are actually spun, not forged. So they put them on a lathe, it's a flat disc, and then they're using rollers with oh, and this big they're taking material then, away. Sh- mm-hmm. Well, they're not really taking material away. They're just
0: oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. moving the material Yeah, the way they form it. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. So I've seen that.
4: So my pans are forged, so they're not spun. So I have, we talked about closed eyes. Yep. I have, they're not really closed dies. Um, I have a a punch and a die set that I will set for the Vaccaro line. I'll set my my blank in there and get it all centered up with some jigging that my dad and I put together. Um, The pan gets pressed, and at that point, the pan is probably 80% done. I will then curl it up just a little bit and clean it up and do some uh, eyeball stuff to it to make it look and feel <laughs> right mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. uh, i do that on steak anvils at my big anvil and on the surface of the anvil with several different hammers and like i said i do it in batches so i'll sit down in front of my press and i'll have a stack of 200 blanks and then i'm just feeding and then and then pull and then set in a pan and then, and uh, if you if you get enough cycle time you start seeing when things go sideways before they go sideways. And so you can, your coal rate will go down as you get
0: better at it. Solid
2: fuel. Yeah. Your solid mm-hmm. fuel. Yeah.
4: Rate. No. no, coal, C-U-L-L. Oh, Oh, your oh, oh,
2: waste. You're yes. like a loss. Yes. Okay.
4: Yes. Oh. No, yeah. yeah.
0: Got you better. That, yeah. yeah. That's,
4: and that's what I said earlier too. <laughs> cool. Cool. Yeah. Good call. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, nice.
4: Good coal. Um, yeah, well done. Uh, but so, and I'll, so what that means is that, you know, instead of having a 20% wastage or a 10% wastage, which is pretty bad, I can get it down to like a percent. Like uh, there have been shit. times where I've done, I've done a run of 500 uh, pressings and, and had one go sideways. That's not bad um, at all. Damn. But sure. and so you get a stack of pans on the ground and it's this high and it weighs you know friggin 1,300 pounds because it's just solid <laughs> steel hey, yeah. all the way down. And then the same thing with the handles. The handles all get processed all together. Every single step is done in a batch, which I have to do as one man, uh, because I'm doing a lot of this on the same equipment. Mm-hmm. Because when, I'm, when I moved here, I sold a lot of stuff, um, which was stupid. I should not, should not have done that. <laughs> I should have taken it with me, but I, it was those things where it's like, how am I going to get that there?
0: Easier to sell it and try to buy again. Yeah,
4: well then, uh, you know, when I came here, I found out that like forklifts are outrageously expensive now. Like it used to be, you could buy a, a clapped-out beater Bobcat skid steer for like three grand, you know. <laughs> and now you can't buy a clapped-out beater skid steer for less than
1: ten. It seems you can't get the tires for yeah, grand. seriously, yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah, that
4: dude. It's gotten crazy, and so that was a mistake on my part. But because of that, I I don't do changeovers often. So I'll I'll have a a. Crate full of handles that are going through each individual process, and then once they're all done, then I retool, and then the next individual process, um, or I'll stand at the anvil and I'm working all of them the same way. And so, that also it sucks because you know, you're what is that they call that repetitive trauma
0: <laughs> stuff yeah, that OSHA tries to keep you and away that's from. A, and that's that's every job. <laughs> do you ever do you though, ever
2: really do you ever try to do? Like say somebody orders a whole set of a kettle, do you ever try to do it? Like run just run, that run order? that set. Would it be Would it be possible?
4: It would take longer because so, of the changeover.
2: It's not as efficient.
4: Yeah, just, just for being a one man. I don't
2: give a shit. I'm talking like, what Free. if we go? <laughs> we run a set. I'm going to buy a complete set from you, and we run it. So if, if would it we, be possible?
4: it would be possible, yeah. If you if we wanted to do that, it would be possible. It would not be cost effective, cool. but if you don't give a crap about that, well then rock and roll. You know we can just make it happen. It's like if it's for uh, like for demonstration or for expo or something like that. Yeah, rock and roll. There's there's a point to it. But usually for
0: but for your day to day, that's not yeah no, yeah the day to day yeah
4: yeah. And then there was a time like there was a time when multiple lines were running at the same time. But again, I had employees. And so now it's with only just me, and I want to get to the point where I have employees again. I want to get there, but my problem was we were down for so long. I was living off of savings for so long that now it's like,
2: you know, catch them. Yeah, yeah, and just riding that
4: fine line the whole time. Um, but yeah, I mean that 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 can happen.
1: So uh, on your on your custom stuff, like if I is it do you have a um, so, for example, say I want to make a liner for an air fryer. So, like, the those, the ones that come with the air fryers, like, some of the coating comes off. And, I mean, that can't be fucking healthy for, be you. for you. Can't be good for you. That's and, totally fine. And there's, there's <laughs> yeah. And they have those silicone pad, the, those silicone pads that you put on, but those suck. Like, because they, part of the point of an air fryer is you want that air circulating. So, you need, like, a good liner with holes that has holes in it. So, so,
4: yeah, you could do that. Um, it, it The thing about it is that typically air fryer cycles are fast enough that the steel that I use for pans won't heat up fast enough for oh, the air okay. fryer to That's, be effective.
1: Mm. Even if you preheat it?
4: If you preheat it, it'll work. Because
1: I know there's, like, some stuff where they're, like, preheat, preheat your air
0: fryer. Oh, so you put the thing in your oven first mm-hmm. and then... Then you throw or, it, or the or you just wrap. run you, you run put the, the whole whole air you fryer run
4: in the oven, right. The entire thing.
0: You run the air fryer for <laughs>
1: just like You run the air fryer
0: first, and then you put your food in. Oh, okay. Instead of like throwing a basket in the oven or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, if
2: you did that, it would it would probably work. Um,
1: the, yeah, because those cheapy fucking air fryer liners that come with man. So
4: like,
2: for something yeah, like that, half of the paint.
4: For something like that, you might even want to do like. Stainless for everyday use, mm. uh, yeah.
2: You can get like the stainless, like real thin stainless, yeah, and, and use for that because then oh, i just do whole thing. well, yeah, okay. it would heat fast. Well, I'm not gonna order, a you know, yeah,
1: it, <laughs> it would, it would heat fast. No, that's cool to know though, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I, I, w- I would have imagined that it was the same. You thing know I what did. you
4: could do, so you know, at restaurants they have the little. Bins that they keep like the 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 coleslaw and stuff at the buffet. Mm. Those oh, yeah. stainless mm-hmm. bins that drop into. Do you those. know what he's talking about, John?
1: Oh, of course he does. Absolutely, <laughs> he's very familiar with oh, buffets. He loves the buffet. Yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah, so next time the you're the at chicken. the buffet, like steal. Just one take one of the those. whole
2: tin of coleslaw <laughs> and give that to his for yeah. his birthday. Yeah, yeah you thank you. Because I bet you I'll could say thank you for. Like, I
4: bet you could take that and like cut it down the height. You know, with like a zip disc on an angle grinder, and then just knock a couple of holes in it. That would probably work pretty good. Just yeah. deburr the holes because those things I'm will gonna cut
2: have
0: to you do that, then, Yeah. So we're, well, we got to wrap up fairly quickly here. But first, why? So a couple of questions. What's the difference between like a regular cast iron pan and what you're making? Yeah, that's a good and question. And then, and then I think. It's made in I Idaho, think, what the fuck, right? And then I think this, <laughs> like, well, I, I mean, for, it's I kind, of for, it's kind of for you to like sell it. You know <laughs> what I mean? So, like, why, why what you do instead of like a regular cast iron? And then, um, I don't know, more, more of just like a statement, like the idea of, of how much healthier, like how much better it is for you to use that kind of pan as opposed to something you buy at a Walmart or a Target or whatever. Sure.
4: So size for size, typically my pans are lighter than cast iron, but you're still going to get the same heat retention. You're still going to get the same evenness of heat because you have so much mass in it. Now, the reason that mine are size for size lighter is because in the casting for cast iron, you have draft in order to be able to get it out of the mold, you know. And because of that, you're going to have varying thickness. So if your pan edge is straight down, uh, it's going to get thicker in that corner, Mm. you know, and so that adds mass. Uh, At the handle, uh, they have to make it thick. Now, one thing people don't realize about a lot of cast iron, especially the cast iron that they're using for pans now, granted, there is high-carbon cast iron. that typically use for, like, vices. We'll use high-carbon cast iron. Pans don't use that. Pans are typically using recycled cast iron. Like, case in point, there is a manufacturer here in the United States that's long been known for making cast iron cookware. They make great stuff. They really do. Part of their process is salvaging scrap. Now, um, that's okay because of the way that they prep and and purify that scrap, they end up with a known quantity, but, um, it's still a low carbon, uh, as far as cast iron goes, uh, steel or excuse me, material such that it has to be a little thicker in cross section in order to not be
0: brittle. Mm, A lot
4: of cast iron is brittle. Like if you've ever seen somebody that has taken a cast iron pan out of the fire and Stuck it in water and it's cracked. It's
0: cracked all over. Yeah,
4: yeah. That doesn't happen to my pans. They they won't crack. Um, uh, you like sometimes you'll drop a cast iron pan and it'll crack. The, my pans won't you do burn that. Burn the shit out of
1: them. Mm-hmm. You can light them on fire. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah You can make them all smoky and, yeah, and it's crack. fine. And it's fine. It's okay. fine.
4: Yeah. It's totally fine. They're made for that. Well, yeah. and the other thing too is that <laughs> in order because they are heavier, a lot of manufacturers, in order to try to make them lighter they will actually make a section in the bottom way thin. Mm, And so that's why when you'll get a cast iron pan, you'll have a belly in the bottom of it that comes up or down and then just never goes away. Well, that's because you've got differential expansion. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing too is that with a cast iron pan, most of them, modern cast iron, they're getting better about this, but those tend to be expensive. The floor of the pan is flat going to a flat corner. And so with a lot of cast iron pans, it's hard to get real movement in your cooking as you're going. You
1: can't flip. It doesn't yeah. have the right shape to yeah. it. Yeah.
4: And as you're stirring, you'll get pockets in the bottom corner that don't get mixed in with mm. the food. That gets annoying. Uh, the other thing is um, my handles. And, and so, so people say, well, it's not all one piece, so it's not as strong. It might as well be one piece because it's all the same material throughout. My rivets are the same material as my handles, are the same material as my pans, maybe just in different thicknesses. Mm -hmm. So my rivets have about 76,000 PSI tensile strength. That handle is not coming off. It is hot riveted on. Uh, My rivets are preheated, and then I used to bang them in by hand, but that was miserable with as many pans as I make, so I have a riveting press now that I built um, that I can, rivet goes in the pan, pan goes on the press, handle goes in, and, beep, and I smash that thing in there, and it's it's set in place with about 15 tons of pressure as it's hot. And so that's never, never coming out. Um, uh, and the rivets on the Vaccaro line are low-profile rivets on the inside, and so there's a lot of surface area on the underside of that rivet head. That's engaging the material of the pan. So they hang on tight on both sides. Um, and so there's no complaint for handle integrity like you see with a lot of modern pans where the rivets are
2: aluminum. So <laughs> ah, yep, they yep, expand yep. and yeah, contract. Yeah, and then they're wobbly. The Fucking hand. Yep. 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 Yeah. Yeah, Almost they, immediately. Once, yeah. once you yep. put heat on them.
4: Yeah, they expand and contract at a different rate, and so then things get loose. You know?
1: What's the, uh, the cleaning like for cleaning your pan, is it like a cast iron? Where yeah, you, you just you, wipe it out. Just wipe. You just wipe it. Just so it's not. You
3: can't use soap and all that stuff. No, you, you can go use soap. Out? So the thing about soap with cast irons because soap used to contain lye, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and then modern soaps like to pull out oil, uh-huh. and so that's why they say not to use soap.
1: Oh, because it'll the protect the protective right. Layer it takes will you, it takes it your out. seasoning
3: uh-huh. out, right? But yeah. you can still use soap on it. Throw, throw a little seasoning in there and you're golden. Oh, okay. You know, it's, it's, not a, it's not like it's going to ruin the pan.
4: I, use, I, I cook with my cookware and I, I use soap on my pans. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, a little soap's not going to hurt anything. Um, and Don't then put the, them
3: in the dishwasher. No? No.
4: Yeah, it's the drying cycle that'll kill them. Oh, okay. Because the water that's on there sits on there too long. If, you, know throw it in the, yeah, if you throw it in the dishwasher, okay, put it on the stove to dry it off. Put it in the oven to dry it off so that it off-gasses that water as quick as it can. Oh, okay. And then the difference between my pans and, like, a store-bought $10 pan is there's nothing in my pans that will give you brain cancer. (laughs) There's nothing in my pans that will kill you um, because my pans are steel, avocado oil, and beeswax. That's it. Those are only three ingredients in my pans. There's no Teflon. There's no... um, Odd, like enamelized coatings. If it's a regular enamel coating, that's pretty inert, but you can still break that coating, and then once that coating is broken, it's game over. You throw the pan away. But n- nothing is getting scraped off into your food, like with you, know, you get a Teflon pan, and after a while, you start seeing that the the coating is gone. Mm-hmm. Well, guess where that is? Yep. It's in your gut. Oh, yeah. You know, and uh, so you don't get any of that. And then the other benefit that you have with my pans versus a ten dollar you know, pan at the store, or even a twenty-five, thirty, forty-dollar pan, is that thickness that heat mass uh, gives you better performance. Because with a cheap pan, you got to crank the heat because that pan is losing as much heat as yeah. you're putting into it because it has low mass relative to its surface area. Whereas with uh, my carbon steel pans, and even cast iron, this is what's made cast iron as popular as it is. Uh, you have More mass relative to the surface area than uh, those cheap pans. The difference between where where my pans are better than cast iron is that modern cast iron, you know, uh, some of the less expensive ones, the surface is like it's this just a sand casting, so it's just this rough like the surface of Mars, uh, which means it's they're they're hard to use. Your food is hanging up because there's a lot of mechanical grab, um, whereas Uh, high end cast iron, they machine them smooth, which is great, except that a smooth surface does not give your seasoning a mechanical grabbing point Mm. on the metal. So it's easy with a spatula, like a metal spatula to just scrape a curl of that seasoning off all the way straight across your pan when your seasoning is new. So I micro texture my pans so that you have microscopic, or more than that, I'm exaggerating, but you have very small Something hills and valleys. Yeah. So if you scrape the seasoning off the top of those hills, it's still in it's the still valleys in so that you, uh, the seasoning is uh, able to heal faster. So my pans don't get those kind of grievous injuries that you get with a lot of uh, smooth, slick yep. stuff. So his,
1: basically he said his pans are better because of thermodynamics and the laws of motion and stuff. Oh, I missed
0: that, all that? You missed all that. Son of a yeah. bitch. Fuck, dude. There you yeah. go. I, I thought you were going to go to a fucking <laughs> yeah. science
2: coat. Yeah. But I guess not. Not very, huh? very no. in All right, so where, where can they find
4: you? So you can find me online, mcmurrayhandforged.com. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook, all Um And I'm located in uh, Roberts, Idaho.
3: Spell mcmurray.
4: M-C-M-U-R-R-Y.
3: Not A-Y. Not, not A-Y. Where can, they, where can they go listen to you? They can listen to me almost anywhere you can listen to a podcast. I'm not on YouTube for most of my podcasts, and I'm not on Apple, but just about everywhere else. Or Spotify? Jesus, dude. I'm on Spotify. <laughs> where are you? <laughs> how, how, on how can you know, which ones <laughs> are there? What other ones are there? So they can
2: find I, me on two.
3: <laughs> <laughs> two. I'm actually on 13 different, <laughs> right. different, uh, different How How can areas. they find you? If you look up Helm Hunt's. Um, you should see us. Uh, there, our logo just changed, so now it's a mountain range with Helm Hunts written on it. Nice,
2: cool. So we're about to finish this off, guys. Um, Clint, I know. Um, you, you got you got one of these. Did you
1: throw games. yours in the water and wish for something? No, it's oh. in my
2: collection of other. <laughs> <Yeah>. So other <laughs> is <laughs> there's a little around. coin for being in our in our podcast. Oh, very that we'd cool like, that we like to give to our guests. Um.
1: Thank no. you. It's it's hand forged. Is it it's hand forged? It's, no, no. By uh, young
2: uh, <laughs> no. Chinese people. It's a, it's a yeah, it was probably it was probably
0: it made with not. slave labor, but you know, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Most that's things. That's how we got it it's so cheap. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, that's cool. Thank you. A little is it? thank yeah. you, a little thank you gift for for being on. We're definitely going to do this again, mm-hmm. and I was serious about going forging some stuff yeah. out in yeah. the yeah. shop. That's really cool. You know, even you know, we might maybe make some pants, but. I wanna maybe forge out a blade and, and grind yep. it there and we'll do some video I mean, and some
3: He does teach some, classes, so yeah.
2: yeah, I
4: do I do teach blacksmithing classes and How I How about d- hand
2: grinding knives? I don't teach <laughs> <laughs> <should go>. I, <laughs> I have
4: do. a I have a knife making class, but it's we do more of the brute to forge knives. So less grinding because I want the, the classes aimed at more young people. Yeah. So it's like I'm giving you the tools and experience you need to be able to forge a knife in your dad's garage. You know, so you don't need We should do a series next year kind of stuff.
1: where we go to because uh we've been invited to
2: Yeah, we're going to, we've been to invited to a couple again. of places yeah, yeah. to learn forages, yeah. and we're going to See but, who teaches better. This one's close. This one's close. We can run this one pretty much we'll, anytime. We'll rate them. It'll be great.
4: I'm
2: gonna yeah. be like bottom
0: tier. This guy's an asshole. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. But yeah, his right. pans are cool. So go buy some. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, everybody, we'll Thank one. you guys so much for joining us. Learning about pots and pans. And, yeah, that was, uh, that was awesome. Yeah, I think I'm gonna we'll
1: order pots. one so I might have it for my birthday.
2: No, it's in I a, about a month and a You know, hopefully we can forge out some pans and. You know, That'd be cool, that yeah. Set. For real, I, I, I'm yeah, interested. I'm, 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 I'm down, down do for that. that. But oh. again, guys, thank you guys for being on. Okay. Awesome, thank you, Mr. Thank Clint. You for this, this won't be the oh. last, Clint. You know he's been on twice, and hopefully we have. Yeah, you I'm on down. Game. This yeah. was yeah. fun. Yeah. I enjoyed this. All, All right, appreciate it, guys. The top one. There, there you go. go.